0: Pastor Paul, enjoying this first day of October, a fabulous fall morning, and because I've been running low on mugs as we head down the home stretch, um, I did happen to be in Thomasville yesterday and I was able to pick up this jewel, Grassroots Coffee, Outstanding Coffee Company, and this has now moved into the pantheon of my favorite coffee mugs. So a few logistics here before we dive in. Um, Looks like between today and tomorrow, we will come to the end of the book of Revelation. But have no fear, next week, we're going to be doing kind of a symposium format each morning where we are taking your questions and we are revisiting key themes of Revelation that um, maybe you want to hear more about or that you um, still have questions about. Imagine that after having come through this study in the book of revelation still having questions but you can submit those um, facebook page here i just leave them in the comment section Um, you can you can do that now tomorrow over the weekend you can even do it in the next week Um, we will make a running list of these questions so that we can turn around and um, readdress them um, over the coming days so that's the plan but this morning we're in revelation chapter 21 and 22 and we begin yesterday or we we looked yesterday at this idea um of the of, of what is heaven like and and sort of the stereotypes that that secular culture and even even some christian subculture filters into our minds about being angels with wings and on clouds and harps and walking streets of gold and getting our sleeping bags unrolled in our mansion and and all these sorts of things and and what we see here in revelation 21 is this astounding revelation that that god makes that that john makes as he's writing through jesus and he tells us that yes there's going to be a new jerusalem yes there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth but this new jerusalem uh, we ought not to think about so much as a a place the way we think about places, but the New Jerusalem is in fact the Bride of Christ. It's the Church. It's us, and and the essence of the New Heavens, the New Earth, the New Jerusalem, um, the eternal New Heavens, New Earth, New Jerusalem is going to be God dwelling with His people, and and so so let me read these for these these uh, verses nine through fourteen this is kind of a refresher from what we talked about yesterday and then a lead in to to this morning so verse 9 John says then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying come I will show you the bride the wife of the lamb so we know that is the church God's people that he's talking about the bride the wife of the lamb and he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. See see how he relates the bride, the wife of the lamb, to New Jerusalem. They're one and the same. Having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed on the east three gates on the north three gates on the south three gates and on the west three gates and the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the lamb so first we want to note the symbolism right so john uses the imagery of a physical city to describe the eternal nature and reality of the relationship that Christ has with his people and 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 he notes that the the foundation of this city is the 12 stones um, of the or the 12 names of the Apostles so in other words Jesus is the foundation of this city um, in his his revelation and message through his Apostles made known to the church this is the th- this comprises the, the the very essence this city is Jesus a city this is a city where Jesus dwells and the fact that it is open okay with three gates on the north south east and west um, is meant to denote that there are no barriers in this city there there is nothing to cut us off from the presence um, of, of God that we are hemmed in all around by God's presence and that in a sense this is important God's presence fills every inch of that city okay and that city being us that city with the presence of God now this is again not to say that heaven there won't be geospatial realities and um, I mean it will be a renewed creation but we don't know exactly what that looks like but we do know what John is trying to get at here he's trying to tell us that that this city is the place that God dwells with his people. That is the city. That that's the city is an is a picture, is an image of that, and that we are hemmed all around, and God's presence is everywhere. Okay? So now let's look at the shape of this city, and this is also going to be symbolic. Verse fifteen And the one who spoke to me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, twelve thousand stadia its length and width and height are equal he also measured its wall 144 cubits by human measurement which is also an angel's measurement now let me say this about the shape of this so um, obviously this is symbolism because when you when you work out these measurements they, they they don't they don't work for a real building right they don't work for 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 real um Geospatial realities—you'd have a city fifteen hundred miles high, and it's um, but 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 very narrow, and the walls will be very short. It's just—it's all—it's—it would be bizarre to try to take this literally. What what John I think is trying to show us, and, and again this is interesting, is that some have maintained that the shape here, what you have, is actually the shape of a pyramid. Okay, and that it's meant to harken us back to. Babylon, the Tower of Babel, where man was building uh, this scaffolding you know, to reach into heaven to be like God. And remember, all throughout Revelation, John has been contrasting uh, the whore of Babylon, the city of Babylon, with Jesus and the city of God. And what seems to, what I think the, the, the point here is that, is that there is now no rival, that there is now, like God has obliterated the evil intentions of man to reach high into heaven, okay, and now has come down and made his dwelling with man. So again, God's presence filling every aspect of our eternal existence with him. Now, when you look down in verses 18 to 21, you have all these descriptions of of things the city is built of, built jasper and gold and... um, onyx and topaz and and again what what are we getting at here in terms of the material of the city well if you look at this closely this is all old testament imagery these are all referenced after the jewels from the breastplate of the high priest okay in the old testament uh, that he would wear and had the 12 names and the tribes of israel inscribed upon them and remember that only the high priest could go into the holy holies and in that only one time a year so i think what john is communicating to us here is that now the entire city quote unquote is the holy of holies and it's not restricted to just the high priest it's open to everyone through the spirit of christ and so so the presence of god filling this metaphorical city um the um we are now high priests, all of us with access to jesus there's nothing to stand between us and his presence all centered around the glory of god let's keep reading and i saw no temple in the city for its temple is the lord god the almighty and the lamb and the city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of god gives its light and its lamp is the lamb by its light will the nations walk and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it and its gates will never be shut by day and there will be no night there they will bring in, into it the glory and honor of the nations but nothing unclean will ever enter it nor anyone who does what is detestable or false but only those who are written in the lamb's book of life so in other words for those whose names are written in the book of life the lamb's book of life for those who are trusting in Christ nothing is off limits In this place the presence of God is everywhere there is immediate access and that at the very center of this city our heavenly realities is the glory of God and so do you see like what an amazing picture John is painting for us and this goes way beyond pearly gates and streets of gold um, although I'm sure heaven is going to be glorious and beautiful in ways we can't even imagine and will it be a transformation of what's physical here on earth? Well, we, we don't know all those questions. It's, it's no eye can see, no, no, no mind can conceive, right? Okay, this is gonna be full of mysteries, but what John is wanting to paint for us here is that, is that the, you know, how we, we can feel distant from God sometimes, even though theologically, positionally, we're in Christ. Well, John's saying there'll be no disconnect between what we experience and what we know. In what we feel um, we are going to be surrounded and dwelt in f- the fullness of God's presence forever so so I think that's the idea that he's communicating now we'll, we'll end this with just a, a brief commentary on the first four verses of chapter 22 it says then the angel showed me the river of the water of life bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and the lamb through the middle of the street of the city also on either side of the river the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month the leaves of the trees with uh, The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the lamb will be in it and his servants will worship him They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads and night will be no more They will need no light of the lamp or Sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever so in the middle of this of this city of this heavenly reality is this river and the river is meant to symbolize for us the refreshing presence of God that renews us um, every moment that we are there and then there is this tree of life so again what what has happened is that John has brought us full circle what began human history began with a tree of life in the middle of a garden Um, and that Adam and Eve, and thus humanity, were banished from the presence of God, sent out of the Garden of Eden, east of Eden, um, because they had transgressed the law of God and violated his glory. But now God has brought all that full circle. There is now a heavenly city. Um, the tree of life is in its rightful place, accessible to any and all, to nurture eternal life forever. And... and And no longer are we banished from the garden, but now all of heaven is garden. All of heavenly reality is the garden. All of heaven is the eternal city. All of heaven is the holy of holies. And um, this is where we will dwell with God forever. So so just some amazing imagery paints an amazing picture for us. Uh, It's meant to encourage us, to inspire us, to give us hope to to think less about ethereal um sorts of misconceptions about heaven um but to fix our eyes on the presence of god you know sometimes when you when you think about heaven and going on and on forever and ever there can be a sense of um of kind of despair hopelessness in other words what what happens what will that be like for for us to never cease to exist to go on and on and on and on and on And we're thinking about it the wrong way when we think about it like that because we're thinking about it in in terms of time. But remember, there is no time for God, okay? There is only eternity. There is only existing and not existing. And whether we sleep or wake up, I don't know how all that's going to work, but we will be um, happier every moment than we were the previous moment and such that our... Eternal joy will be made fuller and fuller um, for time never ending. And if that if we have our, if we have a hard time wrapping our minds around that, then we are human, right? Um, and John is just giving us a taste of this. So, so there we have Revelation twenty one. Tomorrow, um, again, as we close out the the actual exposition of the book, we'll be talking about the last words that are coming to us, the church, from Jesus. Be submitting your questions on, on the Facebook page in the comments section, and we'll be compiling those, and we will spend our week next week um, revisiting key themes of Revelation, answering questions, um, digging deeper into particular issues um, as we bring our study of this great book to a close. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, be gracious to us, Lord, we can't even begin to scratch the surface of everything this book is meant to communicate but Lord we pray that you would continue though um, to reveal yourself through it and through the revelation of yourself you would give us hope to persevere to cling to you in this life in your name we pray amen thanks for joining